The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone. Gosh, you sound so wonderful. Fulfill your passions and purpose. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Wow, I love her. I don't know who that woman is who does the intros to uh, my show here, but um, I, I love her voice. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And I am now coming to you live from Topsail Beach, North Carolina. Um, not too desolate over here yet, though there's a lot of people that have left. And this is my temporary home for the next three months. So I will apologize right away. Um, check your your audio. If it sounds like this, it, uh, okay, uh, just, uh, not, Lee. I just did that. It's not your. It's not you. It's me. But if I do sound like that occasionally, it is because I have got antiquated internet here. The the seagulls are actually bringing me the signal, and I've. I've got to wait until they fly by in order to grab some of it. So I apologize for that. But hang in there with me because we are in Thanksgiving month, gratitude month. And we've been talking about that for the past couple of weeks. And today for my callers, and yes, you have to call in. Look, we've got some people on the line already. Call in and I will tell you. Your gifts, some of your gifts, something else to be grateful for. We're going to be talking. So callers, hang on there. Just listen to the show, hanging with that phone connected to your ear, even Canada and San Francisco. Just hang in there with me, okay? And um, I did want to talk about Thanksgiving and thankfulness. Now, of course, Thanksgiving is a United States celebration, um, however, there is always reason for people all over the world to be grateful and to be thankful. And so, again, we kind of like um, consider ourselves the sampling of the world or maybe an example to the rest of the world with all the gathering of people here. And I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving not just on a psychological level and not just on a spiritual level, on both those levels. That's, it's really important to understand, number one, why gratitude? Why should we be grateful? Number two, what should we be grateful for? 
I'm going to tell you right now, the majority of people in the world, the majority of people in the world are grateful for the wrong reasons and the wrong thing. The wrong things, yes. And, and if you were here with me the first week of November, I started talking more about that. And so I'd really like to get into it today before I take the callers. I'm getting to you. I promise. But it's important to understand gratitude. Gratitude, the word gratitude, I'm grateful. Certainly we begin to learn it at a very early age. My goodness. My goodness. I think as soon as we start learning how to speak, besides saying mommy, daddy, the first things that we're taught and the first words that we're taught are thank you. Thank you. Say thank you. When anybody gives you something, say thank you. It's polite. It's polite. Right? That's one of the first reasons we learn about gratitude. It's, it's polite to say thank you when somebody gives you something. And we have to begin to understand as a child then how you interpret that. We're ambiguous. We are concrete. I'm sorry. As children, we're not ambiguous. Adults are ambiguous. As children, we are concrete thinkers. Concrete. So what we see is what we believe and define. Okay, this is black. That's it. It's, it's, I don't care what you call it otherwise. It's a color. I have no idea what a color is other than this is black. Um, whatever you tell me, I'm, I just take at face value. There's no reasoning. There's no understanding. There's more accepting. As a child, you just accept and you absorb what you hear. That's how you learn. You accept it. So when your parents first say, say thank you for that, Okay, so you say thank you. It's an automatic response. I even taught my children that, right? However, I didn't start teaching my children that until I knew they would understand why they were saying thank you. Why they were saying thank you. I bet you, you don't even know why. I just said it's because you were taught it's polite. It's not polite, it's bullcrap. Yes, polite. We have to be polite to each other. Why? Because if we're not polite to each other, we would abuse each other. So we're being taught to be polite. Somebody gives you a glass of water because you're thirsty, say thank you. Say thank you. Why? Because if you don't say thank you, you don't get water and you die of thirst. Right? The common courtesy of giving somebody some water water when they're thirsty and then the common courtesy response is oh my goodness thank you oh thank you I don't, I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't given me that water oh thank you mommy and daddy for the food you're giving me you should be very thankful for that food on your plate young man young lady there are people in third world countries starving to death you should be thankful so that is one of the first underlying messages you receive early on in your life about gratitude 
and what you're being taught as to why you should be grateful because you're fortunate because you're lucky. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness you have parents that think about you because there are children who have parents who don't. So be grateful. Be, be grateful you have what you're supposed to have. Be grateful for it. Be grateful for your parents for giving birth to you because you wouldn't be here if they didn't give birth to you. Of course, it was their choice to have children for whatever reason, psychologically, emotionally, or spiritually. But of course, you have to be grateful for that. And so we begin to learn that gratitude is about saying thank you for the things that you are lucky to receive. Lucky to receive fortunate to receive has nothing to do what you're supposed to receive the whole purpose of this life the whole purpose for you being created by the god source was to enjoy and expect abundance expect it it is written everywhere expect it even jesus said Birds neither sow nor reap, yet they are fed by their father who created them. If God would do that for the lowest of creatures, what do you think he would do for the highest of creatures? You know what? When people ask Jesus, how do you pray? And he gave the Lord's prayer. He never once said in that prayer, and thank you, Father, for giving me life. Never once did he say, say thank you to God. Say thank you to your parents. Nobody. That is a human taught element. And yet we're taught that gratitude is important. But you don't even know what gratitude is because of that, because of the way you've been taught and what you've been taught. Then we're grateful for what we don't have. Do you believe that? We're grateful for what we don't have. How many times do you turn around and say, oh my gosh, it could have been worse. I could have been like the other guy. There's so many things. There's so many people out there who are suffering. And I have to be grateful I'm not one of them. Be grateful you're not one of the suckers in the world, right? Be grateful you're not one of those homeless people in the world, right? As if that homeless person has that much to be sorry for. Well, because, well, if, if there's going to be people in the world that are thankful for not being in that position, then those in that position have to feel pretty horrible for being there. Well, they're misfortunate. Maybe it has nothing to do with their choices. They're just unlucky suckers. And yet we're grateful we're not them. We're grateful we're not our neighbor. We're grateful we didn't get coronavirus. 
We're grateful. I know right now, all of you who have been healthy, thank God. Oh, my God. Thank God. Thank you, God, for keeping me healthy. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. All for the wrong reasons. Gratitude. And then you wonder why things don't work. Okay. Um, I always forget authors' names. I know them. Um, I'm looking it up real quick before I mention this particular book because I know. Oh, yeah, Rhonda Burns, who wrote The Secret. She also wrote a sequel to that called The Magic. The Magic is a 30 or 31 day gratitude um, workbook about gratitude. Have gratitude every single day. And what you're grateful for will replicate itself. And yet people have been going to temples and churches almost since the beginning of time saying thank you to God. And yet things have not replicated in their lives. Why? Because they're being told to be thankful for the wrong things. <clears throat> and the wrong reasons. Do you really think God needs that many times of saying thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, um, my wife being Jewish, um, we have gone to temple for affairs. She's not. She's a reformed um, Jewish family. So they, they never frequented temple and I never frequented church. I didn't believe. We both believe that that God's temple can be wherever you are. Matter of fact, that's the way it's supposed to be. Wherever two or more gather in God's name, there shall God be. And it's not a brick and mortar building. If you read the gospel according to Thomas, you find it. Go find it. It's written. Go find the book, the gospel according to Thomas. I'm not sure exactly who wrote that one. But it is out there, and I read it, and it's beautiful. And it was eliminated from the Bible because in Thomas's writings of what Jesus said, yes, Jesus said, Peter, upon you I shall build my church. And apparently the Catholics thought that when they built the Vatican, they meant he meant that literally because they built the Vatican right on Jesus's on um, Peter's burial ground. And 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 just stated it that just like that in all the other gospels. But in Thomas's gospel. Jesus said, Peter, upon you I shall build my church, and let not my church be of brick and mortar. That's exactly what he said. Let not my church be of brick and mortar. Let it be wherever two or more gather in my name, in your home, in a center, in school, on the streets, at Starbucks, Anywhere at a restaurant, the moment you start talking spiritual subjects, there's the presence of all spirit, your connection, you're, in, you're inducing it, you're inciting it everywhere. But, but meanwhile, all these people went to church and temple. And so, yeah, we've gone to, you know, some family members who have had bar mitzvahs and bats mitzvahs. So we've gone to temple. And all we hear 
in temple for two and a half to three hours in in Hebrew and in English. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank thank you. Thank 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 you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And thank you more. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you more. Thank you less. Thank you this. Thank you that. And while I'm at it, let me bomb Palestine. Yeah. A lot of thank yous out there. Just the same as a lot of hallelujahs. Have you heard my interpretation of the song hallelujah that everybody wants to listen to and play because it's so beautiful but it's a hypocrisy song it's god telling us that we are hypocrites in that word that we say hallelujah it's the same thing as when we say thank you thank you thank you does not get you through all your digressions Thank you is not confession before you go receive communion. Thank you does not get you any kudos or any high scores of any kind. Not unless you're thankful for the right reasons. Yeah, unless you're thankful, what is gratitude about? In order to be thankful for the right things, you have to understand the concept of gratitude to start with. What is gratitude? Gratitude is when you're feeling so good. Wow. My life is so good. Gratitude is when you're at your lowest and you still have the ability to make choices and you still have breath within you. Ah, my life may be miserable or seem miserable. I may, may look like I have nothing, but I am so grateful I still have free will and my mind and the ability to make choices. God, thank you for setting it up that way. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to be talking about on the other side of the commercial, which we still got several minutes before the commercial, but on the other side of the commercial break, and you need to hang in here, I'm going to tell you the most important thing to be grateful for that nobody expresses gratitude for. At least nobody that I have ever heard until I tell them. The most important, it's not God, believe it or not. God is sick and tired of hearing thank you, especially when we've not lived up to who we're capable of being. What are you thanking me for? What are you thanking me for? You want to thank me? Your own children. I don't need thank you for my children, from my children. 
But you know when my children come up and say thank you to me? Yeah, of course, on Father's Day and Mother's Day, Christmas and birthdays, they think a little bit more. But what they're thinking for and what they're thinking about is what their lives have been. And the choices that they've made in their lives that have turned out good. And when they say thank you to me, then. They're not thanking me for all I've done for them, even though they may use those words, because that's what Hallmark always says, right? And put it in a Hallmark card. They're thanking me for the opportunities, the choices I gave them. The foundation of love I set out for them. And they're not thanking me because I set it out. They're thanking me because they had the chance to use it. God doesn't want gratitude without evolvement. It's hollow, just like hallelujah is hollow. Gratitude without evolvement and growth is hollow. Because what are you thanking then? What are you grateful for? You're not. You're lying. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, right? We're going around the table. Okay, so instead of one big prayer, we're each going to go around. We're going to go around the table, and each of you are going to say what you are grateful for this year. What are you grateful for this year? And then you hear all these wonderful things. My grandson, see, I'm trying to think of how old he, he was, seven. No, about, no, eight. I would say he was eight. It was a couple of years ago. He's 11 now. So it was about two or three years ago, eight or nine years old. And it came to him, and he turned around and he said, I'm grateful for the choices I have. And we looked at him. We're like, what? You're grateful for the choices you have? And, and both my wife and I, we knew what he was saying, and so did his parents, and, and I cried. I just, the tears just came down in my eyes because this was a kid, a child, who got it. He got it in his innocence and his purity, and of course, being closer to the other side that, uh, than us. He's not had enough time to, to gather all the negative garbage and messages of life. And so he's closest to his intuition and his purity. And he turns around and he says, I'm, I'm grateful for the choices I have. 
the deepest thing that a child could say. And I know he understood that. That's what he saw. His life is about choices. Every day. Every day he gets to make a choice. And so we were just like baffled. Every so often, this is an intuitive child, by the way. I've got very intuitive grandchildren, which is just so wonderful. One completely psychic, the older one, and a medium. Um, and then the emotional, intuitive one, who just he just knows what emotions are and expresses them and um, understands life in that way. And then the younger one, who's extremely well-spoken at seven years old and expressive and creative and gets into all the joys of life and, and artistry and dancing and music and all of that. She's just so into life. It's just so wonderful seeing them. And I am grateful for them. And on the other side of the commercial, I'll tell you why. But I can tell you right now, God doesn't require gratitude without growth. We'll explain more of that. So what I'm going to do just before I go to break now. Okay, no, I've got two minutes. On the other side of the commercial, guys, hanging on the phone, I'm going to get to you. So you just hang in there. I appreciate everybody joining me today. This is an important time in our lives because when it appears that there is nothing to be grateful for, we look at this coronavirus, and I'm telling you right now, do not sit there and say anything about I'm so grateful that I'm not sick because you'll blow it. When I get to the other side of the commercial, I tell you how to be grateful, then you'll understand what I'm saying. Then in the midst of this chaos and this garbage and the economics and businesses crashing. It's only gratitude the right way that's going to get us out of here and this condition. So stay with me. Don't go away. This is really important that you hear this. Go get some people to listen during the commercial break, you got three minutes once it starts. But we need to be grateful for the right reasons. And that's why I'm focusing on that this month, today, next week, join me. And I'm going to bring in some spirits, some of your deceased loved ones, so that you can celebrate and share with them your gratitude. So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna. I am psychic therapist, medium, and spiritual teacher. So hang in there, and I'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Mm, welcome back. Yes, if you're just joining us, you just missed out on a real good soapbox talk about what gratitude is not. What gratitude and thankfulness is not. In this month of thankfulness and thanksgiving in the uh, United States, this celebration, but it's a reminder for people all over the world about what to be thankful for, um, which which is really interesting. Even Thanksgiving, I think, I think it's funny. <laughs> so, of course, the pilgrims, right? They, they're the ones that started it. And it started because they came over here, they landed. Of course, they leave out all the horrible parts of how sick so many of the crew members got. They didn't know some of the diseases over here. Their bodies didn't know them. They got sick. They died. They got. They were hungry. They were starving. And the Indians brought them food this one day, and and just you know all of this wonderful food. And I guess a turkey was in it too. You know, one of those beautiful butterballs. Um, and so the 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 settlers and the pilgrims were thankful. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you. And then, of course, they killed all the Indians after that. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've got to let him. It's because we we wonder why this crap in the world is going on today, and we want to think we're so advanced, right? And so here we are with these beautiful, wonderful beings that in one moment, the God within us can come out and we appreciate each other and love each other and care about each other. And then in the next moment, we can slaughter everybody just for our purpose or let people die like this coronavirus. Let the, what difference does it make if the numbers get big? Right. It says so the people who are dying. And let me tell you something. The people who don't care about how many people are dying. They're basically all Aryans and Nazis, because that's exactly what they thought back in Germany, is that all the weak and all the intergent should die. They're supposed to die, because that's the course of life. That's how life gets rid of the bad. So, so you know, any of your handicapped people, you should all be dead. You know, move on. Get out of here. Stop getting in our way and using our resources. That's exactly what they believe. And so there is the majority of those people that believe that the whole purpose of the coronavirus is to wipe out the indigents, the, 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 the weak people, the, the less than um, pure people. Right? Get them out of here. So, so we'll, we'll always come up, we come up with these ridiculous beliefs and reasons. And so, yeah, so we have a lot to be grateful for. And they're so thankful, right? So thankful. Thank you, Indians, for giving us this food. Now, um, thank you for letting us take the land away from you. <laughs> now, that's what I'm laughing at. Of course, we're good being. We got to get that out. And that's what I'm here to talk about today is what to truly be grateful for, for once in your life. I'm telling you, by the time I'm done with today's show, it'll be one of the first things new for you 
in what to be grateful for. But before that, I am going to take a couple of callers because you've been hanging on like loyal, wonderful listeners. And so I'm going all the way. I'm going up to Canada, going up to Canada up there with Chris. Chris, are you with me still? I am, Vincent. How are you? I am doing very well. I'm so glad that you joined me. Okay. Um, so you don't have to give me any information about you. What I'm going to do is what I already just saw some pictures about what some gifts are. You may or may not be using them at the end. I'll, I'll ask you, um, whether to validate it, whether you've done any of these or used any of this before. Okay. But right now you just listen. Got it. Perfect. That sounds good. That sounds wonderful. Okay, so now I don't know if you've done any painting before, but the first thing, as soon as I clicked you in, there was a canvas and there was a brush and colors. Now, that can come off in several different ways, but what it is definitely telling me is that the create there is a creativity inside of you that you are meant to use. Um, and the brushes, and when, when I'm getting any of the arts, it can be very uh, also general in any of the arts that you can involve yourself in. So, so yes, the, the painting there. Um, and the painting doesn't even have to be of, 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 like I said, on a canvas. It could be um, uh, painting and recoloring and designing, you know, designing things that along those lines. But I'm seeing a paintbrush and then the paintbrush switches to a pen. So that lets me know that there's writing involved as well. So there is an artistry to you and something you're supposed to create in your writing. You're supposed to, and here we're going to put the both of them together, and we're going to say you're supposed to paint a story. You're supposed to paint a story with your writing. So in other words, you know, you know, whether it's a fictional story or something like Dan Brown, where you use some facts and add some fiction in order to tell the story, whatever the case may be, you are going to paint a picture with your writing and or paint a picture alone. So I've got those both images and that are, are two of your gifts, but it's mostly your ability inside to really paint a good story or tell a good story or write a good story. Um, one that's, that's imaginative, one that's inspiring, one that's empowering, one that's creative, and it's time for you to do it now. All right, Chris. So let's go there. Number one, have you ever done any type of painting in your life? Uh, I have. My mother is a is a painter um, by profession, and but you really kind of nailed it. What I do is I, I I paint with my my camera with photography, and so I tell the story oh. of in, in real estate of homes, so that it it really it aligns very much so with what you said. Okay, it aligns, but now what I'm going to tell you is that that's how you've interpreted your talent and have decided to use it, but in what I'm telling you is now there's more to do if you're using uh, of your, your pictures as a canvas and you're telling a story with homes, now it's time to tell your story to inspire and use it in more humanistic and spiritual ways. You understand what I mean by that? Absolutely. 
Okay, so this is the time, and I'm validating that for you, and go to the next level. So, so when you say you use your camera to pictures of homes, what exactly does that mean? Uh, well, I, I, it's not necessarily homes. I work in real estate, but I also tell the story of designers that design interior spaces. So I, I do a lot of photography for interior designers as well. And uh, the colors and the accuracy in, in trying to, um, if I feel the emotion from the image that I created, I want the audience to feel that same emotion or at least to connect with it, it the same way I do. And, and that's okay. what really fulfills that is That is excellent. Now, now I want you to do that with people, um, telling stories of people and places to help motivate them, inspire them in a big way, not just in um, real estate and not just in, you know, decorators or anything like that. I'm talking about changing people's lives with the stories you tell about people. And because you're capable of tapping into that deep emotion, you'll be able to express the emotion, start turning your camera towards people and real people and real situations. You get that? Absolutely. That's your future and your destiny coming up for you. And you will be putting out a book of that. Um, so you will be writing as well as, so you'll, You'll show the picture, show the story, and then put a little, it doesn't even have to be a novel, but put a little description under that as to leading people into seeing the depth in others. Just like what I'm talking about is we see a homeless person and all we see is somebody who doesn't have something. And so that's why we're grateful for what we have because we're not like him. I want you to take a picture of a homeless person and show people what that homeless person has that nobody else is seeing. Hmm. Interesting. It's funny when you said that, that the, the, when I thought about telling the story, I thought about there's a Cuban gentleman that uh, lives outside. He suffers from schizophrenia, and he doesn't like to be in the shelters. And I've, I've often had that same topic or, or thought to do that rumbling around my head. However, I've never acted upon it. So, uh, Oh, not a thought. Inspiration. Albert yeah. Einstein said, tell me what God is thinking, the details I don't need to know. And what he meant by that is Albert Einstein believed that God was a force and a power and it spoke to you in inspirations. And every time he had an inspiration, he felt that that was the God of him and of the power and the source telling him, oh, this is what you're meant to do. So he never questioned it and went right into it. And he figured the universe will tell him and set out before him all the details he doesn't even have to pay attention to. So when you get inspirations, when it's in your head, that's not in your head. That's coming to you. You labeled it with your head, but that's coming to you through your soul and through the God source within you, letting you know, Chris. This is your next journey in life. Go for it. So don't question it. You just go for it every time you have a thought like that or a feeling like that. Go for it, Chris, because you're going to make a different name for yourself with this, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much, Vincent. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, as well. Stay safe. Thank you. 
See, just because they're in Canada doesn't mean that they don't have a happy Thanksgiving. Everything is about happy gratitude. I'm going to tell you what to be happy and grateful for. You know, as long as we're up in Canada, we might as well stay there. And we've got Kim from Ontario. I've got such a great listenership from Canada. I'm trying to get up there. How are you, Kim? I'm good. How are you, Vincent? I am doing very well. So you just sit there, take a deep breath, and I'm going to tell you what you... Um, did you ever learn to play the piano or had the interest in playing a keyboard at all when you were younger? I always wanted to learn to play the piano, but I didn't. Or have okay. Yet. You need to. I don't care if you go out and get one of those cheap keyboards this year. Um, put it on your Christmas list, put it on your Hanukkah list. It doesn't make a difference. Get a piano and pursue it. Now, it's, you're, you're very gifted musically, and you've not had the chance to truly discover that. When you start playing the piano, other inspiration is going to come to you. So, no, you're not going to form a band and go out there um, and do nightclubs and weddings and stuff like that. However, you are a healer. And playing the piano is going to be bringing your healing gifts to the surface, believe it or not. Wow. Um, yes, there was... A, a, a very famous um, uh, Swami Yogananda. No, sorry, not that one. Um, oh, my gosh. There we go with the forgetting of the names again. He's got an ashram um, called Yogaville, or he had an ashram called, called Yogaville in Virginia, right on the border of North Carolina. We've been there. Swami Sachidananda. Thank you, Swami. He just told me. Thank you. That's not an easy name to remember. Swami Sachidananda told one of his followers and students one day, I want you to go and learn to play the violin. And she said, what are you talking about? I have no musical interest whatsoever. He says, I don't care. I want you to go learn how to play the violin. And that's when she was very young. And in learning how to play the violin, not only did she become a concert violinist and wound up playing um, at uh, the New York Symphony after a while, that's how good she got, um, she became a great teacher of others, not just in music, but in spirituality, and all because the Swami told her, go pick up a violin and learn how to play it. So you don't know where this is leading you, Kim, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to lead you somewhere. You always wanted to play it for a reason. Go learn the piano. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And watch the healing yep. elements come out of you in your hands. All of a sudden, as you're, banging on the keys, playing chopsticks or um, some Christmas song. It doesn't make a difference what it is. Next time you touch a person after that, they're going to go, oh, oh, your hands are so warm. Um, what are you doing? I fit you. Oh, that just, oh, my muscle just relaxed when you touched me. <laughs> so don't be surprised. You become a healing touch healer. Oh, thank you so much, Vincent. 
Now, isn't that the direction you wanted to go in to start with, Kim? Well, I've always had a feeling to play. Um, And I've always had a feeling about healing, but I never really connected the two. Well, there you go. Now you just did. You need to use your hands and your heart to play the piano. Mm -hmm. And so there's no difference in healing another person, your hands and your heart. Right. So warm up one in order for the other to surface, okay? Okay. All right. There you go, Kim. And and we're going to give you a reason to celebrate gratitude and Thanksgiving up there in Ontario, okay? (laughs) Thank you, Vincent. My best to everyone up there. Thank you for listening. Okay. We're going to stay in Ontario. We've got, I don't know if this person knows Kim, but Julia, you're on the air with me. How are you, Julia? Oh, I'm okay. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're very welcome. Oh, do you do any yoga right now? Not very often. Not very often. Do it more often. Um, You are a teacher and you need to be opening up a studio. And the studio is going to be very metaphysical and it will include yoga. And whether you decide to teach it or not, you'll get some people in there. But you are one, your gift is to give others insight and enlightenment. So to teach, and you need to be in front of people. And there, there is a, um, an element to you that is healing when you speak, when you give words, when you comfort others. So there, you, you are basically a... Um, a catalyst for centering, people centering themselves. Um, I don't know if you've been told that before by others that um, either when you're speaking with them or you have the ability to just calm people down and relax them, but it's a gift that you need to tap into at this point in your life. Do you understand what I'm talking about, Julia? Um, not really. I don't see myself that way. You don't have to see yourself that way. You're not the psychic. I am. Okay. And, and I'm the one who's telling you about gifts that you don't, you're not aware of. If you were aware of them, you wouldn't need to hear me. Right? Yes. Thank you so much. And so you don't need to agree with them. But it certainly would behoove you to question what I said and meditate on it and think about it. Because that's what you're meant to do. Now, you can avoid your purpose in life and always feel lost and always feel undirected. And one of the reasons why you can feel undirected sometimes is because you don't necessarily listen to your soul or your intuitive side. But this may be a time that it's speaking to you through another voice and it may lead you in another direction. But I would just look into it a little bit more. Google other healing centers and places where they have that and where there's speakers that talk to people and, and, and bring enlightenment to them. Just look it up. Just for the heck of it. I will. 
pacify me, pacify yourself for a change, and then continue to listen as to what we need to be grateful for. Okay, Julia? Thank you so much, Vincent. You're very welcome. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks. I don't expect to have a whole bunch of people jumping for joy after I speak with them because there are a lot of times that they don't see themselves as things that I say. That's what I said to one guy to learn how to play the guitar. He says, I've, I've never played a musical instrument, nor did I ever have an interest. I mean, maybe when I was a little kid, I did. And I said, well, don't question it. Just pick up a dang guitar. What else do you have to do? Go online, take some lessons. And then he called me up three years later to tell me how his entire life changed because he listened to that advice. You got to always ask yourself, well, why did Vinny say what he had to say? So now I'm going to tell you what it is you're supposed to be grateful for. God is out there and God is everywhere. This power, whatever you want to call it, spirit, the source, this energy, whatever. And it's laid out in front of us everything we need to create the lives we want. So if you have goodness in your life right now, God already gave you the ability to have goodness. But if you have it, you created it. Anything you have in your life right now, you've created. So the one being that you have yet to be grateful for is you and the choices you've made in your life. When I look at my grandchildren, I'm not grateful God gave them to me. I'm grateful that I was smart enough and believed enough to make the right choices. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you for learning. Thank you for choosing the right way. Thank you for believing in God. Thank you for tapping into all that you have that God gave you. And of course, God, you make me feel so great for having given me this opportunity. You must think I'm someone special, as we all are special, to have given this to us. Thank you for that. Mom and Dad, I'm not grateful to you because you're feeding me. I'm grateful to you that you believe I'm worthy enough to have a life that I'm worthy enough to be taken care of, that I'm good enough to be loved by you. And maybe there are many of, of you and myself out there who didn't have the parents to appreciate who we were, but that's because they didn't get a chance to ever appreciate who they were. You have never thanked yourself. You are not grateful. We are grateful because of what life has given us and how it makes us feel. And we are grateful for our friends and those family members who appreciate who we are because it makes us feel great. We, they appreciate what we give them 
because it makes them feel great. We appreciate they accept our love. We appreciate they accept our help because it makes us feel great. Do you get the message, people, of what I'm saying here? Don't be grateful because we have gifts on the planet. They've been here over 11,000 years of our existence, for goodness sake. When are we going to stop being grateful for the gifts we've been given? How about being grateful for using them and being wise enough to understand them? That's how you continue to grow. Gratitude feeds you replication for what you're grateful for. So there are million and one gifts on this planet. If you've yet to learn to use them, what difference does it make if they multiply? What difference does it make if if there is financial abundance for people, but you don't have it? And no matter how much it increases, no matter how much the government makes it better and makes the economy better, what difference does it make if you're not tapping into it through your ability to create, to, through your ability to attract abundance? What difference does it make that there are all these gifts here? Where the difference lies is in your use of them. And there's only one way you can use them right, and that's by appreciating who you are. And appreciating your weaknesses and the opportunities you have to grow. Appreciate your strengths and what you've enhanced. Appreciate the story that you've gone through and that you've existed through it and made the right choices. At least you weren't. No, you didn't pick up the gun and you didn't go kill people. And the reason why you should be appreciative of that is because you appreciate having made the right choices. And if you're healthy... It's because you appreciate your thinking the right way and you're allowing your body to be in harmony the way it's supposed to be. And it's only because of your thinking and your beliefs that have allowed that. You're not well because you're not the sucker who got coronavirus. You don't have coronavirus because you've added to your spiritual bank account, hopefully. So this is your host, Vincent Janice, saying, go be grateful for the greatest thing you've got is you. This Thanksgiving, this season, I wish you all the best. Join me again next week. I'm going to tap into all your deceased loved ones. So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.